Welcome to Meet the Movie Press for Friday, April 8th. We're going to be talking about the Rogue One trailer, Dave Bautista being cast in Blade Runner 2, some Batman vs. Superman uh, box office stuff, some release date news. This week's new releases is going to be a lot of fun. Stay tuned. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Meet the Movie Press. You did that so well. Thank you so much. You should do that for a job. Good morning, everybody. Morning. I am Jeff Snyder, host of Meet the Movie Press, here with Simon Thompson. Hello, good morning. How are you, buddy? I'm okay. It's been a really busy I missed busy you week. last weekend. I missed you. You went to Vegas. You should have just crashed the, the bodies. That's right. <laughs> should have just crashed with the bachelor party. I w- like, I this did, is my buddy Simon. I did think about it, but I didn't think it was going to be exactly like the Tom Hanks movie. And if there's no donkey in a lift, it ain't a party. Ah, that's a day. Good point. Yeah. Uh, There were no donkeys this time around, but I did leave both broke and broken. (laughs) I did see your tweets. I was a little bit worried. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Guys, I should not be playing blackjack. Okay. I don't even think I can add to 21. (laughs) Which is always a problem. It's just so much fun going, hit me. you're playing blackjack. Anyways, uh, I am back. We are here to talk about a ton of movies. Mm -hmm. We'll have some even some leftover residue from last week. Yeah. Um, where do you want to start, big guy? Um, shall we talk about new releases first of all? Get those out of the way. Okay. Okay. Yeah, cool. there's a lot. There's a lot coming out this weekend. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll delay the news. Normally yeah. we start with the news. You can start with the news if you no, like. No, let's talk about okay. this week's new movies. There's a uh, ton of them. Let's start with the boss. Something I've seen uh, that you haven't seen. No, you know I went to play basketball on Tuesday night. I felt bad about it. I yeah. do want to see it, especially after reading Jeff Wells' review where he just called it like the nastiest, meanest thing. Um, oh, so I what can. did you think? Um, well, I saw it twice. Um, I saw it once about a month or so ago to do an interview with. Um, Melissa. Okay. And then I saw it again this week to do a review for IGN. Um, you know, it's not high art, um, as I say in my <laughs> review, um, but I actually really enjoyed it. There are parts that don't quite work. Um, when you're looking at a step up from Tammy, which was the last film that she did with her husband, who's also directed this one, right. um, it's a big step up from there. So I'm very interested to see what they'll do with their third movie. I thought she was great in this. Yeah, it's kind of similar kind of stuff to what she's done before. But something I really loved about it was the brilliant creative swearing. Um, she, she's got a potty mouth, doesn't she, Miss McCarthy? An amazing filthy mouth. You know, <laughs> she would put sailors to shame, um, and she uses it absolutely fantastically. You can get a hint of that from the from the Red Band trailer that's online. Um, but also, you know, I, I do love a good dick joke, and there are <laughs> loads of absolutely golden dick jokes in this. And the supporting golden cast is dick great. jokes, golden Simon dick Thompson, jokes. Simon Thompson, Indiana Jones, and a golden dick joke, <laughs> right? <laughs> totally nailed that one. Uh, TM. Uh, yeah, so I, I really enjoyed it. It's not high art. You know, it's not going to win any Oscars. It's not going to win any awards or anything like that. But as far as just a dumb movie to go and see and just have fun with, I came out, you know, I, I watched it twice. I still laughed. I found other jokes in it the second time around. It, it does what it says on the tin. It ticks boxes. I want to see it, you it's know. I almost comedy. saw it last night because I was having a rough a rough day okay. and, I, and I needed a laugh. Uh, I didn't end up going, but um, I definitely want to check it out. Well, there's a lot of there's a lot of comedies out there in the last sort of twelve months or so that I've come out of the theater and I've been like, okay, but that was amusing. But I, I left feeling good at the end of this. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't like Melissa McCarthy, it, it's not it's not going to win her any new fans. You know, I, I really enjoy her. Yeah, I really like Spy and yeah. the Heat. So she does what she does, and she does it really Here, well. Here's my question: Ben yeah. Falcone, yeah. her husband, yeah. uh, is he? 
could he direct a, a comedy without her? Does he need her? Or, like, can, can he handle himself by I think, now? Yes, I think you can tell, looking at this one, that he obviously co-wrote this as well. Um, the training wheels are coming off. Okay. He's a guy that's established as an actor, and he's clearly finding his feet as a director. I think after another movie, or maybe, a, you know, a fourth film that he directs, I think he'll be, he'll be absolutely because like un- nailing comedy stuff. Unfairly or not, unfairly yeah. or not. He is still sort of known as Melissa McCarthy's husband. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, maybe if this move, movie does really well, he will have sort of made a name for himself uh, and can start directing films that and don't set. necessarily star her. Predictions this weekend for, for the for the, uh, for the box office are, are pretty strong. Um, you know, Was I it think, high 20s, mid 20s? Yeah, but I think it's also the fact that it's going to, because obviously the issues with Batman's, you know, swift fall of box office, I think, you know, it's going to have a slightly easier ride in that front. But it's a good movie. And, you know, looking at Rotten Tomatoes, <laughs> It's got a very high anticipation score from people who actually want to see the movie. It's, so it's a trickier sell than than Spy. Uh, yeah, you know. Yeah, but yeah, I'm looking forward to but it. It's, it's a good movie. You know, it's, okay. it's it's just a dumb comedy that delivers, G- and it's 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 puerile in places, but it's just. Did you like good fun. Har- Did you like Hardcore Henry? Did you I did. see that? Yeah, I did. Again, yeah, I re- um, saw that for for IGN and interviewed the cast. Okay, um, I really enjoyed it. I was glad it wasn't longer than it was. Yep. Because the motion can get quite intense. Were you surprised that it could sus- that that uh, concept could sustain a feature length film? Yeah, very much so. Um, because I thought it did. Yeah. Well, there are a lot of movies that have not done. Obviously, there are people who've done a, a similar thing for a portion of a movie, right? And there are people who've done, um, you know, shaky cam movies. They to, commit to do that, but they nail it. They do it really, really well. Did you um, like Charlotte's song and dance number? I did. It's a lot of fun. I did. That that whole character and the way that. I don't. I won't ruin the surprise, but it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, all the different guises that you see him in, which for about the first third to the half of the movie, I was like, I, don't, I, I mean, I'm quite an intelligent guy, but I don't know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> I, I, I kind of loved it. Yeah, and I was like, and okay, I like the villain. I, yeah, he was brilliant. Yeah, that guy's I actually, good. I actually described to 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 Charto and the director that he was um a bit um Voldemort, mm-hmm. a little bit Lex Luthor. Um, and a touch of Donald Trump if he was in a Flock of Seagulls tribute band. <laughs> um, okay, it's so a Hardcore Henry, worth yeah. your time. It's funny, uh, my coworker Beatrice, uh, she went Potter. to see it. <laughs> yeah. Beatrice, Beatrice Verhoeven, yes, and she uh, she was like just like very. I, I warned her beforehand. Mm. I was like, "You're going to see Hardcore Henry? Are you sure?" She was like, "Yeah." Like, I don't know. it's not a she, movie. She was surprised by the gore and the violence. Yeah, like there's a lot. <laughs> this of movie it. is not for everybody. Yeah, no. Um, what else came out? The invitation we've uh, you know we've discussed on this show at length. Did you mm-hmm. see it yet? Um, I haven't. I'm watching that this I evening. Watched it last night uh, again. I bought it. It's available on iTunes for nine ninety nine. Mm-hmm. It's worth it because you'll want to watch it again. Yep. Um, obviously, love that movie. Should have something on the wrap coming later today with the writer, and, the writers and director. Uh, Demolition comes out. That was one of my favorites. I'm hearing um, really good things from last about year. That. Yeah. Are you? Because mm. it's getting shit reviews. It's getting shit on. I know a few people that saw it in the UK, and they were really, which I'm really surprised again about the reviews, um, because I know a number of people who have actually seen it and actually say they really liked it. I think UK audiences may this may be a blasphemy, but they may be more sophisticated than American audiences. I've actually been surprised at the level of negativity for demolition, which I just don't understand. Mm. But there's a lot of vitriol for it. Do you know what? You might be right in that comparison. Um, there's this movie Hush that comes out. Yes. Now I watched that this week, mm. as did you. Yes. What did you? 
thing. Well, it's directed by Mike Flanagan, who yeah. is the guy who did Oculus. Mm-hmm. And he has a couple of other projects, including Ouija 2. Um, and I... Uh, was I saw that it was coming on Netflix and I saw it was going in theatres as well. So it's it's a, it's a dual, dual release. Um, if you think it's kind of like a mix of um, your, your regular woman in a log cabin situation, then kind of um, wait until dark. Yes, um, it's a touch of uh, what was that movie with the um, oh god, Liv Tyler in a house with Scott Speedman, The Strangers, The Strangers. Touch of that, touch yeah. of that, mm-hmm. and it's that kind of thing, but. There are a lot of those movies that fail. I found this genuinely really effective. I think a key part of the movie, aside from the the, the tension in it, is going to be the sound design, which I think you will be able to get on Netflix. But I think if you really want to get that 5-1 stereo Mm -hmm. effect, go and pay to see it in the theatre. I think it'll be a very different experience. It's interesting. I watched it on the screener, and you know that you yeah. know the quality of those is never no. that great. Um, I I did surprisingly enjoy this. I didn't yeah. love how it started. No, nope. uh, I was kind of like about a half away in. I was like, this is not working for me. But it got better. Uh, I liked the lead actor. Yeah. Um, there's it, it does certain things well. So I'll give Mike Flanagan credit. Uh, I think it was very effective. I wasn't I wasn't buying, you know, Mike Flanagan stock uh, before this, but yeah, I thought it was solid. And for eighty minutes, it's definitely worth your time. Yeah, I mean, like you say, there, there's a, enough scares in it. As a director, I see. I wasn't a massive fan of Oculus. Yeah, um, neither was I. I see that he is very quickly gaining a lot of momentum and picking up a lot of skills and doing what he needs to do very, very well. So I'm actually very excited well, about even, seeing what he's going to do next. I forgot he was, he was doing Ouija 2 um, yeah. because he also has the Relativity movie that is got just shelved, sitting right, there. before we, I wake. Yeah. Guy moves fast. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, And he's, he's doing he, I Know What You Did Last Summer. He's a talent. You know, he is a talent. I really think what I would like to see, he's doing a lot of these sort of horror movies. I would like to see him slightly move away from that and do something that still has this level of tension, but perhaps move towards the thriller. I'd be really interested to see what he can do with that. Mm-hmm. So, But it's Hush is great. Watch uh, it on Netflix, but I would say go and watch it. I'll, I'll, another unfairly or not, I'll, throw, I'll just throw this out there, you know. He, the the horror filmmakers are very seem to be be, uh, be very tied in with the horror press, so sometimes I I never know if I can believe the hype that I read about some of these guys. Yeah, um, that's fair. But I think that th- I think the horror community um, tend to it's be a small and tight knit crew. It is, and it tends to be horror films tend to get a lot of shit from other critics, mm-hmm. you know, who are very snobby about the horror genre. And let's be honest, there's a lot of I'm crap a out there. Yeah. You know, and th- there is a lot of crap out. I mean, you can just go to Netflix and, you know, look at all the, the, the really crappy low-budget horrors. But there is some really good horror out there, and people take it for granted. Um, but you are right. You know, you do see certain websites going, five-star, scariest film I've seen on a Wednesday this week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's kind of like, yeah, bullshit. Like, you know? I, I'm curious about seeing this movie, Darling, from Mickey Keaton. Mm-hmm. Mickey Keating. Um, but he's like another guy where, like, I can't figure it out. Is he the real deal? Is it just hype? Uh, I don't know. The trailer, like, intrigued me, but I also watched it. I watched the trailer with my roommate last night and was like, all right, so we're not watching this tonight, right? 
<laughs> well, it's like The Boy came out quite recently. Was it The, the Boy? I, I didn't see The Boy. So I, I didn't see it. And that's the STX one, right? Not yes. the SpectreVision one? Yes. Okay. But, so many boys. But there were there were, <laughs> there were um, a, a lot of people who were YouTubers going like, oh, my God, it's amazing, amazing film. Oh, my God. And when all the YouTubers, I was, this, see, this is where I'm a bit of a snob. I was kind of like, yeah, this is because it's kind of come from the YouTuber community. Mm-hmm. And I think you're all just sort of circling your wagons to protect the film in the middle. It didn't get great, you know, didn't do huge business. It's done pretty well in the UK, actually, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. But there is an element of that where you're kind of like, okay, are you protecting this too much? Interesting. So um, I'm still keen to see it because I haven't seen it yet. Um, So I'm not speaking from a particularly informed point of view. But when that happens, whether it's, you know, horror press or whether it's kind of communities... I do go like, eh, I think you're protesting a bit too much. Well, I wanted to talk about a movie that came out last week and then one that comes out next week. Um, yep. And we're going to get more into it next week. Um, but I did see The Jungle Book. You, yes, you have not I, seen I, the... I've seen it. Oh, um, so we I, could talk about last it Last right week now. I interviewed um, uh, the one human star and John Favreau. All right, then let's, let's yep. dive in. Okay. What did you think of The Jungle Book? I fucking loved it. Me too. Yeah. I thought really, it was great. I was not expecting to because I felt... And again, I think Disney were kind of with some of the trailers. We're going, like, hey, everyone, this is going to be technologically amazing and really impressive. And oh, we've got heritage. Right. That, that's all they were sort of selling was the visual spectacle. Yeah. And it delivers on that front. It does. Um, I, did you see in 3D? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I saw I it in the El Capitan. I mean, the 3D is, is is lovely. I just, I don't like 3D. It mm-hmm. gives me a headache. It fucks my shit up. But yeah. um, so aside from the visual spectacle, though, is, I think is what you're getting at that there's heart and st- and a great story there, no? It, yeah, or? and it's not... Sometimes Disney release films, and they are very much aimed at families. They're aimed at kids, and that's very much the audience they're going for. And if, audience, if adults also like it, that's a boon. This film, which I really wasn't expecting much of, way delivered over and above. It has some lovely tones in it that... You know, it's it's not a pure Jungle Book story. There's a lots of different things and different bits of the story, and the ending's not the same as. But it's about a bully. It's a bullying movie, yeah. I thought, and and this community rising up to fight back against the bully. And, and there this, are some shocking, it's young dark leader. moments in it as well, which it I is, was it, not expecting. We, you know, we were talking about that in an editorial meeting yesterday, just about how Disney movies are getting a little bit darker. Yeah. Um, and, and like like you like you said, this is something that a thirty year old could go see and, and enjoy. Yeah. Whereas like in the late eighties, thirty year olds weren't going to see Oliver and Company. Yeah, um, yeah. Disney has just sort of turned a corner. Uh, I think but, I think a lot of the Disney going audience have become a bit more sophisticated, and I think the the studio has responded. Ch- to that. Children have grown up more sophisticated yeah. thanks to the internet. I feel yeah. like they're more exposed to this kind of stuff at yeah. an earlier age uh to me it felt like a, bill, a potential billion dollar movie yeah i think it could very much it was very much what so. did you think of the kid of neil sethi i thought he was great i'll be honest with you i really I, at the beginning i wasn't i'm not a massive fan of kids in movies um i'm not a parent you know i, I love the kids that are in my life but I, i'm not a massive fan of kids in movies um he really delivered uh in a non-precocious and very natural way and the way that for someone who's never done anything like this before to see him interact with what he had to act with which was fundamentally nothing and puppets was superb i thought he was really good too i know he's taken some criticism in some corners but i thought it was a very impressive debut yeah, I, um, I thought I, I thought it was great. I, I you know I thought he was he I, embraced it really nicely. And I thought I, he delivered. I love those kinds of discoveries. You know whether yeah. it's like uh, 
Siraj Sharma in Life of Pi. Yep. Disney seems to love them. They have, you know, the young girl who's playing Mo- Moana. Did Ooh. you see that video where, like, she get she got cast as Moana? It's, yep. like, the most heartbreaking fucking thing. Um, and then uh, Ru- Ruby Barnhill, who's in the BFG, yep. Spielberg's movie. She's another discovery. I don't know. Something, those... That kind of thing where you just stick a 10-year-old kid in the middle of a big movie is always kind of exciting to me. And sometimes sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't work. It works here. Yeah. Um, so j- definitely check out The Jungle Book next week. And then I just wanted to back up, before we talk about the news, to talk about one of last week's releases, which I don't think we discussed. Everybody wants some. Did you yes, see it? Yes, I did. Holy shit, this movie's awesome. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm a real fan of, of Linklater's work anyway, which is a varied catalogue of quality and types of story. Mm-hmm. Um, this, to me, which is, it, if you don't know about it, it's a companion piece to Days to Confused. It's not a sequel. It's not, it doesn't have any of the characters in it. It's, it's, in, it's in the that, same vein. It's in the same vein. Yeah. It's different characters and it's different story. I was a little bit nervous about it because I don't know if you can go back to something like Days and Confused and kind of replicate that. Mm-hmm. He's managed it. And if anything, I'm a big fan of Days to Confused. I think he's matched, if not actually surpassed, that movie. Really? Um, yeah. I, See, I my roommate really, thought really the same thing. It. I think that that's crazy talk. I think that there, the movie is flawed. The romance but of so it. So is Days and Confused. I don't know. I don't know about that. I think Days and Confused may be perfect. See, I don't think it's perfect. I Other, think it's damn good. I don't think it's perfect. I mean, I know, you know, the Mitch Kramer with the, with the ticks, you know, moving... Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's always a little distracting and dazed and confused, but I love it. It's it's one of my favorite films. It's a classic. I didn't think that this quite matched it, but it was terrific nonetheless. Um, for me, the romance, you know, that kind of fell. Yeah. She, she falls out of the movie for an hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's sort of where I, where I had a problem. Like, if if you're gonna make a movie like this, just go all the way and just make it about a bunch of dudes bonding. You know, I don't know that yeah. it necessarily needed that element. Um, and the shift was a little jarring. You see, for me, I think it did, because otherwise it would just be a, a bromance movie. It would just be about guys. It needed that light and shade, that, that tenderness, mm-hmm. I think, to, okay, to match fair. the masculinity. It's a long movie, too. It's almost two full hours. It doesn't um, so feel like that, I though. Felt like it was, I felt like it was a little shaggy and could use a, mm-hmm. a little trim. There's a lot of... <laughs> There's a lot of dancing actually <laughs> yeah. in it, but anyways, I also think it's the first real awards contender yeah. of the year, and not here's the award I'm thinking of because when you say awards contender, everyone thinks Oscar film of the year. I think it's honestly worthy of a SAG Ensemble Award nomination. Yeah, not crazy talk. This ensemble, which is you know, you have to talk about the actors when you're talking about this movie. It was brilliant. This combination of guys. Did you have a favorite? No. I, said, I, I tried to, to pick one, and they've all, I mean, they've all got something appealing about them, and there's also an element of most of them that kind of makes them a dick. And, and they, they kind of switch in a very natural way, and that's why I didn't have a, you can, I have favourite characters in Dazed and Confused. Mm-hmm. With this, I didn't, and I think it's because there was that constant shift in in power. I, I just thought Glenn, this is Glenn Powell was so terrific in this. I mm. think he's he's going to be a big star. I love Tyler Hoechlin as McReynolds. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if I'm butchering these names, by the way. Austin Emilio, uh, Jay Quinton Johnson, mm. the African American, but the, the lone African American in the cast. Um, and okay, so then let's talk about Blake Jenner. Yep. So the whole time I watched this movie, I was like, am I watching Han Solo? Because he's obviously in the running. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you think that he had, like, what do you think of his performance? And do you think he has the qualities of Han Solo? Do you think he could pull that off if it ends up being him? 
if if the role did go to him, I certainly wouldn't go. Oh, yeah. Uh, did I look at him and say, look at compare him to say Taron Egerton and go, oh yeah, he was better than choice A is better than choice B. I would probably possibly go with with someone else, mm-hmm. um, but I think he certainly is right to be in the running for that role. Mm-hmm. Um, if that is indeed the case, he, uh, it, it wouldn't be a bad call. He just has a certain look. Where I mean, he's just he seems tougher, more masculine than, a, than he's, a t- he's fresh as talent. He's not coming to it with any baggage. He's a one movie and, and other projects kind of guy. Other than his other than his last name, which I don't know if that's helping or, or working against him. Really, uh, Jenner? Yeah, just because I think Jenner conjures a certain idea. You know, by for most people, whether it's like oh, we, they think of Caitlyn Jenner, they think of Kylie Jenner, they think of Kendall Jenner. Like I don't know. You don't think so? You don't think that affects it at all? Uh, that's not an unreasonable point, but I... No, I don't think okay. so, because I think the audience would be slightly different. Well, of course. Anyways, um... But yeah, I mean... I, I, I thought he was... He, like, he's sort of the straight man in the movie, yeah. but I thought he was he was solid. It was definitely a, a, a nice introduction to him. And the soundtrack's awesome, too. Anyways, yeah. that sort of does it for this week's uh, releases. You know, it's always nice to talk about actual fucking movies <laughs> on the show. Should we have a look at what people are saying on the chat at the moment? Uh, yeah, sure. Okay, um, we've already got a hashtag for golden dick jokes. Golden dick jokes. Which is good. Um, okay, uh, we also have, um... Uh, people are going to watch the invitation after this. That's from the lonely, uh, lonely seahorse. Great. Uh, we have um, uh, a lot of love for hardcore Henry, and a lot of interest in that. Actually, hashtag golden dick jokes. Which and yet, is good. it's still tr- tracking at single digit millions. Yeah, I yeah think. but I don't think it's a film that's going to pull people into the theater. I think it's going to be one that really, really gets on home entertainment, which is weird because to get the full effect, you need to see it on a big screen. Right. Um, Zeno Hour says uh, couldn't get through Tammy. Um, also, uh, I didn't uh, even Gregory didn't, Castillo didn't. says. Um, I didn't mind Tammy, um, Tammy, uh, like Susan Sarandon. I couldn't tell you a single fucking thing about Tammy right now. <laughs> I know I saw it. Yeah, you know, it, I, that was just a film that I just I watched I I and then it ended. And I'm just like, it just wasn't and, funny. It anyways. just hung there. But yeah, so there's a lot of, you know, a lot of uh, response on that. Cool. Thank you for weighing in, guys. Now let's move on. Uh, let's talk about, let's just, let's just get out of the way. Let's talk about that Rogue One trailer. Yeah. Kind of, kind of hit massively. It was fucking awesome. Yes, come on. I didn't get goosebumps like I did for Force Awakens, but I'm not surprised about that because a lot of the characters in it we have never met before. We don't have that association with it. Right. If that wasn't a Star Wars movie and it just came to me as Rogue One, it's completely like a new, new sci- original sci fi movie, completely new thing, yep. I would have gone, that looks shit hot. That looks bad? No, that looks shit hot. It looks shit really, really hot. good. Oh, yeah. I, um, I, <laughs> You're making I, up I'll, curse words on this, this show. Is, this is going to come... No, in the UK, that's very popular. Um, shit hot, all right. Come, this, next week, I'm going to hand out a pamphlet or put subtitles I on. Guess, I, guess, yeah. I don't know. Here, um, we go with hot shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, it, it looks it looks really, really good. Um, I like everything about it. A couple of people kind of yesterday were like, oh, my God, there's women in it. There are too many women. And I'm like, actually... What? Yeah, there were people going, oh, my God. But I, 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 think, it's, I think it looks really good. Um, I... I think if that's the teaser, there's a lot more to come. I hope they don't show too much and actually spoil the end product for us. Right. Um, but I think the minute I saw that, I was like, a lot of people were saying a couple of months ago, Rogue One is probably not going to hit the billion like no, Force no, that's Awakens absurd. did. It will. I think it very easily will now. Yeah. I think there's this is going to get people very excited. And people who weren't aware of Rogue One. 
going to get excited about it. I think I'm going to like the, st- the the Star Wars stories more than the actual episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just my gut feeling. I like that they can play around with some of the mythology in these films since mm-hmm. they're not connected to a you know a nine film <laughs> saga. Yep. Um, like I I love and I love the cast. I really do. I'm excited by the director. Everything about this is sort of uh, my bag. Whereas I'm not a Star Wars guy. Yeah. It's just a different take on it. And it invites people like me in because it's new characters. Um, I'm stoked for it. And it looks like, I mean, I think Gareth Edwards, who's directed this, uh, obviously he started out with things like Monsters on a very low budget. Disney have obviously put a lot of money into this. And I think they are going to um, be very pleased that they did. I think it was probably a little bit of a water tester by the fact that, okay, if these spin-off stories without the characters everybody knows are going to be out there, are the audience going to engage with it on that level, and how do we equate the budget to that? Um, I think this is 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 really going to nail it. And a lot of people are very, very excited um, about the supporting cast as well. Uh, Donnie Yen, a lot of people very excited about I, um I forget what I would point out. Oh, I was going to talk about Ben Mendelsohn's costume, which I think just is sick. Mm. He mm. he looks great. I don't know, just the whole aesthetic. I'm into it. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm very excited about seeing more. And, I, and like you say, uh, people who aren't already into Star Wars or aren't fans of Star Wars, I think, are going to go. Okay, this is interesting. There were two other uh, trailers that yep. uh, intrigued us this week. One was for David Brent, Life on the Road, which. The studio decided to drop the same morning as Rogue One. Yeah. Now, it's it's not my movie, it's not my film company, but I don't know if that was the best idea. Because it kind of got overshadowed yesterday, and I think if they had held that off for 24 hours or brought it forward by 12 hours, they would have got a lot more buzz about this, because the trailer for... It was funny. I laughed. Uh, I didn't even know that it was out until you told me. Yeah, well, that's that's the problem. The right. thing is, I mean, it, for those of you that perhaps but, don't know, David Brent is obviously Ricky Gervais's character from the UK, the original version of The Office. Um, he's decided to make a movie about David Brent going back into the workplace and his life on the road as, as, a, as, a, as a wannabe rock and roll singer. Um, it looks very funny. It's, it's, it's very rude. I mean, like I said earlier, love a dick joke, lots of that kind of stuff in there. Um... Uh, I just think it was a really bad call to drop it the same day as Rogue One. They might have gone for David and Goliath with that, but bad call because it looks bloody funny and a lot of people won't discover that and won't talk about it. The talkability will be sort of, you know, meted out quite a lot. It was very raunchy. Yeah. I was actually surprised at how ribbled it was. Yes. (laughs) Tales of ribbledry. Um, But yeah, yeah. I've I've always uh, harbored an affection for that character. That's the teaser, though. And that's just an idea of what's in store. I right. think a lot of people are going to be <laughs> very offended, but I'll be very pleased because I love Saint that your kind father's of humor. office. Yeah, it's uh, I, 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 it's a strong it's a strong game for Ricky Gervais. Um, and then the other one I wanted to discuss: Did you see the Bloodfather trailer? No. Oh man, Mel Gibson pulling a Liam Neeson. Yeah, see, I, I'm rescuing his daughter from drug dealers or whatever. Mm, I I used to really like Mel Gibson. I. I, I don't know. He just doesn't have the pull for me. I did see this was featured on a couple of websites yesterday. I just was just like, of, of, of three trailers that I wanted to watch, that was not the third one. <laughs> um, you know, I'm just currently not very excited. I will revisit that at some point and look at it. 
that's not in my three must-sees of the week, I think. Okay. I mean, I'm interested to see it. It worked for Liam Neeson, but Liam Neeson's already done that. I just, I listen, I... When Mel Gibson's Mel Gibson may Liam hate Jews. He may hate Jews, but I actually like <laughs> Mel Gibson. Uh, I like seeing him on the screen. I even enjoyed Get the Gringo. Oh, that, that was you. Yeah, that, okay, I was, okay. I was I, that guy. Yeah, cool. Um, so I'm kind of looking forward to seeing him just go fucking crazy. Yeah, it might do for him what, what Taken did for Liam Neeson. Um, it might not. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I'm also looking forward to, to uh, you know, what the fuck is it called with Andrew Garfield? I always forget. That's forget a good it. name for a movie. What the fuck is it called? Starring, Starring Andrew, Andrew Garfield. Garfield. Anyways, uh, yeah. he, Mel Gibson does have a new movie. His first movie since Apocalypto, right? Uh, is it? No. It is. No, wasn't Gringo after Apocalypto? No, 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 but I mean like directing. He didn't direct Oh, yeah, no, 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 no. Sorry, I misunderstood. Yes, I think think you are right, yes. I think so. Anyways. Um, Um, But the trailer everyone's going to go absolutely and lose their shit over next week is is, uh, Doctor Strange. Ooh, coming to Jimmy Kimmel, right? Yes, yes. Um, So I think that's going to be very exciting. Corporate synergy. I know. So Disney ABC. That's Um, the one next week everyone's going to be talking about. Cool. All right. Well, let's talk about... Dave Bautista? Dave Bautista. Sure. Yeah. Being cast, he has been cast in Blade Runner Dose. Correct. No, is that the, is it actually Blade Runner 2? Is that the title? They're probably going to slap a fucking colon on that thing. I can only assume. Give it. It's not a party until someone slaps a colon. (laughs) Um, I think they'll probably give it a a subtitle, a name. I don't think they'll call it Blade Runner 2. That would suck. Um... You know, there's just a lot, a lot of time has passed. Um, yeah. So Dave Batista. Now, what did he start out as a wrestler, right? He did. And now he's been in Guardians of the Galaxy, Spectre, Spectre, and now this. Mm-hmm. What a fucking career this guy's having. I can't. I just don't think he believes his luck. But I actually interviewed him for for Guardians of the Galaxy, and with a lot of these wrestlers that become actors, you know, you get some good ones like The Rock. Mm-hmm. You know, do very, very well. John Cena's doing John Cena's better. doing very, very well. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't always... Hulk Hogan doesn't always work. <laughs> you know? Sure. Sometimes there's a, you know... Suburban Commando. Three ninjas. Um, that kind of thing. Uh, was it Ninjas or something mountain? Wait, or? I was like, wait, was he in Three Ninjas? No, he was, did one of these ninja movies, didn't he? I know Three Ninjas pretty well, and I okay, don't remember Hulk Hogan. No, it was the one where they do the, the one with he the mountain. He was in the third movie. He was in the third movie. Okay, well... Yeah, he was. That's the, hey, I stopped after the second I one, I know okay? my Three Ninja threequels. There's Two only... <laughs> this is the kind of highbrow stuff only you get. Two movies the worth movie of Tum Tum. Um, yeah, so, uh, you know, it can be hit and miss, but I really like... I didn't like him in Spectre. I thought he was kind of wasted in Spectre. He was just there because he was a big hunk of meat. Uh-huh. Um, I really liked him, and when I interviewed him, he is a guy that really gives a shit about what he's doing, and he really puts a lot of effort into whatever he's doing, and he's taking this acting stuff really seriously. Is he a gentle giant? He is a gentle giant. He's a really intelligent guy as well, and he's a very nice guy. So I think that he wouldn't have taken this on unless he actually thought that it was going to be good, and he was going to look good in it and be good in it. So I, I I wasn't particularly excited about the prospect of Blade Runner 2. I, I took me a long time to fall in love with Blade Runner as a movie. I didn't like it the first time I saw it, didn't like it for many, many years, but I'm actually genuinely, with the talent they're attracting to this, I'm actually pretty excited about it now. I think it could be really interesting, and I think he's a great asset. I dug Blade Runner, but I'm not a huge fan. Uh, that's another one where it's like whatever. What has me excited is the idea of uh, Denis Villeneuve mm-hmm. uh, working with Gosling. I mean, I love Gosling. Yep. 
So and and they got Robin Wright too. I mean, it, the the fucking cast is shaping up really nice. Yeah. I, I love the image that Dave Batista teased this news with. Yeah. With the silver uh, unicorn or whatever. It was it was his version of the Athena poster, the poster from the 80s with the man holding the baby. Oh. <laughs> you know that one? It was him cradling with a little a little unicorn. Yeah, so, so. Uh, I, I think it's, I think he's going to be a cool addition. Uh, I don't know how he, he will be used. Um, but yeah, it yeah. should be interesting. Uh, so I'm, I'm genuinely getting very excited about that. Speaking of long-delayed sequels, mm-hmm. there's two we can discuss. Okay. Uh, Galaxy Quest 2 being scrapped. Now, I made fun of you for including this on our... You did. New suggestion list. You royally took the piss out of me. What, now, where, where are you hearing this? What, what is... Well, this is something that Sam Rockwell said. I think he said it to the Nerdist podcast. Okay. Um, he, he was doing something with them, and they basically asked about the Galaxy Quest 2 um, film that was apparently going to be made. There was talks of a TV spinoff as well. Um, basically, there were a number of things that, that were, were, were causing it to be delayed, and then obviously, sadly, Alan Rickman died as well. They wanted to get all the original cast back together. Tim Allen started doing a lot more TV and stuff like that, so that was kind of delaying it. And obviously, with the those two things now, that the death of Alan Rickman and, and, and Tim Allen being particularly busy, um, and obviously there'll be Toy Story 4 coming up in, in the near future, so he'll have to get involved in that. Uh, it's just basically collapsed, is what Sam Rockwell's saying, and it's now not going to happen. It was in the process, now that process is not happening. Which I think is not a bad thing, because I love Galaxy Quest. Seriously. <laughs> I, a lot of people do. Uh, I, again, I, was never one of those guys. Again, you know, like the boss. It's people not love high it. art, but I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, You're not alone there. Yeah. So I, I kind of, I would love to have seen more, but I'm absolutely happy with them leaving it where it was. So I was kind of like, okay, sad news, but also kind of, yay. Yeah. I mean, to me, the idea that Tim Allen was ever going to star in another studio movie at this point in his career, come on, man of the house was completely laughable. Welcome to the jungle. It's like there, there was just no way that Galaxy Quest Two was ever going to happen. I guess there could conceivably be a TV spinoff, and, and maybe there still will be. I don't think Sam Rockwell or Tim Allen would be involved, um, but. I like I could see Justin Long starring in a Galaxy Quest TV show. Yeah. But the idea that there was ever going to be a movie I just found kind of laughable. So I, <laughs> it being yeah. scrapped is I, not is less, you know, a surprise than I got that tone from your email. Yep, yep, which was W Dick. Sorry. No, fine. Sorry. And here's another one okay. uh, where I'm skeptical of, although this was your scoop, so it I, was? I I will not make fun of it. I will post a, a um, link to it. Uh, Afterwards. Plus, it got some decent pickup. I saw a lot of sites uh, grab it, so congratulations. Thank you. Uh, But Alex Winter, still talking about Bill and Ted 3. Yep. Uh, what did he tell you, Simon? Basically, um, he was—he's um, been crowdfunding um, a Frank Zappa um, documentary that he wants okay. to make to be his third documentary. Um, and I had to ask him about uh, Lost Boys' thirtieth uh, anniversary and the twenty-fifth anniversary of um, Bill and Ted's um, Burgers which is journey. Which is, I love both the Bill and Ted movies. Yeah. That, they that, are like Wayne's World movies where awesome. it's like, I would definitely see a new one. Yeah. But, yeah. So, I asked him about <laughs> this because there's been a lot of talk about it. And Keanu Reeves has, has kind of talked about it, but been a little bit more cagey about what, what's happening and what's not I think he just wants to be nice to Alex and, you know. Well. But go on, go it's, on. It's got a script. It's got a director. It's yeah. got a studio. 
From what Alex says, it is due to um, start filming either end of this year or early next year. It's something he's putting quite a lot of his his time and effort into. Um, apparently, the script is, is very, very good. A lot of the original cast are going to be returning. Obviously, sadly, um, George Carlin won't return as, as Rufus. So, so who's even left? I don't even... Well, I can only assume from that that they're going to bring characters like uh, Joan of Arc. Um <sighs> That, so, but whether they bring it back from the first movie or whether they have characters from the second movie, I mean, I I would be more than happy to see the Grim Reaper come back um, because I think um, Bill Bill Sadler, uh, yeah, as, as that was superb. He was. Yeah, seems so, too old to come back. Yeah, I never say never. I mean, whenever he's in something, I'm like, oh, I miss I, him being on the screen. So I, you know, do you know what I? I'm torn on this because I would really like to see a third Bill and Ted movie because I really like the first two. Yeah. But also, uh, you know, it, it's been 25 years since the last one. I'm a little bit concerned that the humour might not work as much in this day and age. But if they've been working on it for six years, you know, it's... it's Listen... Hot, it, can, it can either be polished or overworked. Hot Tub Time Machine didn't make any... The, 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 the second one didn't make any money. But that was, that was a one... That was a one trick movie the first one which i thoroughly enjoyed the second one was just like whoever so bill whoever and ted have a lot of tricks that. i mean it's a time travel movie right. um uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm intrigued to see it i'm intrigued to see it uh i think things like zoolander 2 are a strike against things like bill and ted 3 uh we still haven't gotten austin powers 4 the long promised austin powers 4 yep uh if I could have well, my Mike, pick, Mike, it would be Wayne's World 3. Mike Myers is probably too busy. Mike Myers is not too busy. No. Um, um, what? Some feedback on this. Keanu, um, Keanu is too busy. <laughs> uh, do a Lost Boys remake with Renner and Hardy. Sounds like a good idea. The Reaper was the best thing about the second film. That from Kenneth Wilson. Um, Todd Graham. All for a Lost Boys remake. Love Vampires. Yeah, Lost Boys is is definitely a property that you could take a look at. And yeah, I would but be did fine you see it. the really it's, shitty straight-to-DVD movies that they did? No. I mean, I although I have the bandana, La- their- Lost Boys too, a Best Buy exclusive. <laughs> Good God! Uh, <laughs> buy the movie, stay for the bandana. Um, I, I mean, they were absolute crap, but I still quite enjoyed them. But they were very low budget cousins of the original. Um, I, I still love the Lost Boys. I watch on a regular basis. Um, you yeah, know, I'm a big Lost fan Boys of that movie. Is fantastic. Yeah, it would be so fun to fantasy cast that, like who the new Frog Brothers would be. Mm-hmm. I think that would be good as a TV show. That's a good call, too. Why are we executives? Jesus, Simon. I don't know. Because <laughs> you, you'd greenlight I, Bill and Ted 3. I'm just wondering, <laughs> is it because we keep giving all our ideas away on a show that's that, on the internet? That could be it. I'm just wondering. There might be a connection there. Let's, Actually, I did a piece this week because Rush Hour, the TV show, has uh-huh. started. And it's not great, but it's not... It's not the worst thing on television right now. Um, and the ratings are, are, not, are not amazing. And I actually wrote a piece again for Forbes this week about 10 movies that would potentially make good TV shows. Oh, okay, cool. So I'll, I'll post a link to that later as well. I want to see that, yeah. It's, I will keep an eye out for that. So I'll click on yeah, that. So it's, it's got, I'll, I'll share that later on. But yeah, I think Lost Boys would make a good TV movie. But Bill and Ted 3, it's happening. Um, I'm, I'm going to be on the fence about that one. I'd, I'll, even if it's shitty, I'll still watch it. I just it. don't know that Keanu wants to go back to playing the dumb guy. I don't know. Eh. Um, let's, let's see. We got Charlie's Throne closing for Fast 8. Fast and Furiosa. <laughs> nice one. Thank you. Thank you. Fast quite, and Furiosa. Quite pleased about that I didn't one. even think about that I'm not one. just Golden Dick jokes, you know. 
And it was it was funny because you know I did a story this week about the Game of Thrones actor mm-hmm. Christopher Hivju or uh, however you may pronounce that. Sure. Uh, being cast as the the villain's henchman, mm-hmm. and at the time, my sources were sort of uh, suggesting you know Charlize. Obviously, she was she's been rumored for this. You know, for eight months. Yeah. And she's the only name that the trade reporters have ever heard. Uh, it finally came out in February after everybody was holding. Uh, and then I was sort of told that, well, you know, there hasn't been much progress. There's been progress since February, but not much, yeah. you know. And then the next day, uh, Deadline reported that she has closed. Now, I don't know that she necessarily has closed a deal. But, yeah, I think at this point and the day before when I wrote the henchman story, you could safely say that she was going to end up in this movie. Um, she's I don't know. I don't really have the specifics on the role or the context in which she will fit into this universe. I hear she may be named Cypher. Uh, you know, I think that you're going to see the crew go to Cuba. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard that Dom has a cousin, a Cuban cousin, who serves as the does. sort of impetus yeah. uh, to get them there. They mess with like a local street gang uh, yep. there. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll sort of see. But I, I think I love it. I, I mean, it's great casting. No, yeah. yeah, no, I think it's great. I think it's really really good. And I think the the franchise, if anything, it can, just continues to gather more momentum rather than going like, okay, shit, another another movie. It's starting to to feel a bit old now. It's a franchise that doesn't feel like it's coming to the end of the road. Pardon the pun. Um, I think, if anything, it's 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 you know really. I know we keep revving up we for keep, the future. We to use bad like driving puns. Like I, I was really waiting for this to to sputter out and run out of gas. Hey, this franchise, this is but, awesome. but <laughs> but it really hasn't. Um, should, and this you is should, you this, should work on the internet. Um, I, just I just might. I just might. So yes, Shirley's they're in Theron. Awesome mm-hmm. fucking villain. Yeah, I think she'd be good. I, I, I would like to see, you know, see, you know, you've got Luke Evans, who was in a bed for most of the last one, and Jason <laughs> Statham. Um, I, who will I, be back for this one? I love Jason Statham, and I think him and Charlize Theron together would be awesome if there was some sort of connection. I don't know whether they're going to arrest him. For, that would be seen. I think you stick with the Shaw family. I'm kind of, I kind of like that. Why not? And that she could be a sister. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> Uh, let's oh, see. I'll tell you what, put Angela Lansbury in there as 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 the grandma. Shippy, <laughs> a foul mouthed grandma, Angela Lansbury in the Fast and Furious. I'm actually, I'm a, I, I don't know. Just putting part, that out there. Part of me was a little surprised just because Charlie's just did Mad Max and didn't have the best experience on that. I think that you know that's a, this is a, a much different kind of set. This like she's sort of being welcomed into a family. Mm. I think everyone sort of has fun shooting these these fast films, and she's um, kind of enjoying franchises. You one know. of the things I, I learned, by the way, uh, this week. So I know that people think that the title is Fast Eight, mm-hmm. and it may very well be Fast Eight, but it's like it doesn't really fit. Fate. You know, like there's there's Fast Five. Mm-hmm. What, and then what was the sixth one called? Fast and Furious? Yes. Or, I, don't, I don't even know. And then Furious 7, like, to go back to Fast, to just, like, alternate between Fast and Let's Furious. Just fight. I, I just I think that we could see a different title altogether. Especially almost something to... to indicate... Very quick and mildly something, annoyed. Something new from, from the Paul Walker films. You know, like that—that yeah. that was one set, and maybe we're gonna. I mean, I, I'm sure the words "Fast and Furious" will still be incorporated Furious somehow. And fast. But I wouldn't be surprised if they stuck a colon on that shit. Tokyo Drift style. Fast colon. <laughs> fast Furious colon. colon. <laughs> 
Furious colon. Hashtag Charlie's Theron. Boom. Um, what else happened? That's, that's uh, Warner Brothers. So, you know, Kim Masters had Hello. an interesting story in, in The Hollywood Reporter this week. Yep, read about I DC. Did. Yep. Um, and, you know, there's all kinds of rumors running rampant about Warner Brothers uh, right now in DC. Um, and she, she sort of indicated that the studio is mulling making fewer sort of homegrown films. They're going to focus on their strengths, on mm-hmm. their franchises. And, uh, and so this next bit of... This next story sort of fit in with that narrative. Yep. Um, Death Note, which you know was going to have like a budget of around thirty or forty million dollars from Adam Wingard, one of my. If I had five million dollars, I've said on the show I would give it to Adam Wingard. I think this guy's fantastic. Okay. He, he has a really cool sensibility. If you've seen, you know, the guest or your next mm-hmm. whatever. Um, the guest was great. Yeah, one of one of my favorites. So Warner Brothers let go of the movie a couple months ago, I guess, uh, and it, Netflix has been in negotiations to swoop in and rescue it they have uh the death note sort of series or no it's their old live action movies japanese action yep. live action movies on this on the streaming service um so they're already sort of in the death note business i i know that a bunch of other studio heads came to to wingard uh you know when warner brothers let it go but it just seemed to fit this idea of like warner brothers knows how to make these 200 million dollar movies but when they have a 30 or 40 million dollar movie they like don't know how to make it. Is what I've heard time and time again. I'll tell you who's really good at making those movies um, is Bold Films. Yeah, Gary oh, Michael I love Walters' Bold films. company, and they are. I mean, I, again, I did an interview with him for Forbes um, uh, about two months ago, um, and he was saying they are looking to move into that arena. That's kind of where stuff like the the Jake Gyllenhaal um, uh, Boston Marathon movie is. Yeah, is there's sitting, a lot of companies that, that are Samaritan operating in that space. Is going to sit. I think they could do a really good job, mm-hmm. and it's an area that they, you know, these kind of genre movies that I think I, I think they would be a really good place to, to, to be behind this to fund and produce that well Netflix is going to do it uh, you know Netflix money money is no object seemingly to mm. Netflix um, Nat Wolf is still attached it sounds like Netflix really wants Keith Stanfield to be part of it mm-hmm. so to me it was just sort of interesting um, I like Nat Wolf yeah no me too yeah um, it, it was just an, an interesting move, uh, given sort of what it says about Warner Brothers, because I was surprised that they're letting that go. It seems like a really cool premise, and that there was some excitement for it, and they could do it on the cheap. You know, but it if wasn't they're not a huge feeling it, and they are putting so much, you know, into they got sort it. of the, the DC movies and that kind of thing at the moment. You sure. know, where they've got a very heavy slate. Maybe they're thinking if we got thirty to forty million. If we can put an extra thirty to forty million towards one of these films, maybe we look at that and oh, get that back. I'm not sure that's necessarily know. how it works, but um, nonetheless intriguing. And then you know, then there's a rumor that Netflix may uh, have picked up Andrew Dominic's film, mm-hmm. uh, Blonde, about Marilyn Monroe. That's not confirmed. Netflix has sort of been on a retreat all week, but uh, we'll see if that pans out. We didn't get invited to that. Yeah, no. You know, when you're on a Netflix retreat, if you want to go back to your room and watch something, do you just watch Netflix? <laughs> right. <laughs> or is that like a busman's holiday? On um, like a satellite thing? I don't know. Um, there was news that Killian Murphy, I, I broke that one, that Killian Murphy's going to do Dunkirk. Yes. Christopher Nolan's yeah. film. Yeah. It's sort of a, an inevitable reunion. They work well together. Um, is this the third, third film, fourth film they've done together? Fifth, technically. He's in all three Batman movies. Oh, of course he is, yeah. Uh, and then in Inception. So this is five. Cool. Okay. Um, and, you know, don't know what he's going to be playing in the film, but uh, could certainly play some sort of military military authority, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, 
it's going to be a supporting role along with Tom Hardy and Rylance and Kenneth Branagh. Uh, let's see. Spider-Man reboot this Spider-Man week. reboot. Getting an IMAX 3D release and the title. Well, uh, you know, IMAX is Apparently. inevitable. You can you can assume all this shit's going to get fucking IMAX releases. Yep. Uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah. Then there was a bunch of other titles that, that were leaked too. Uh, you know, when I looked into it, it was sort of told like, you know. There, there's a lot of titles that get well, registered. Yeah, they do. And they did this a couple of years ago when everybody was kind of losing their shit over the, the Gremlins um, movie that was, was, wasn't going to be made. And, you know, the studio oh, registered yeah. a shitload of names around that kind of thing. There was a Goonies one they registered as well. Yeah, you can't look. These URL stories always fucking crack me up. Would, would you like Spider-Man Homecoming, though, as a title? Yeah, I, I don't think that's shitty. I think it could be quite interesting. I think you, uh, that I don't know whether that refers to. I don't know what it refers to. What how that would tie into perhaps a mention of a villain or something. Whether there was a villain that would related to a rebirth, Spider Man, uh, at homecoming. It could mean so many. It's so ambiguous. It could mean a lot of things. Right. If that was the title. I I wouldn't be offended by that. I, I at forgot all. if I read it on you know McWeeny or Faraci or Ain't It Cool, but like someone was saying, you know, what if the movie was just set over Homecoming weekend? Yep. and it was Peter sort of grappling with you know being a teenager and going to the big dance and getting a date and yep. that kind of stuff, and it, then you know could fighting. Be a lot of stuff they could do around that, right? Really interesting. And set I like pieces. that we haven't really seen the word Homecoming in anything, mm. as far as I know. Um. It's very all-American, which I think is something yeah, they kind of steered away denotes from. Denotes a new chapter, sort of, and something. So it could be, uh, you know... The, Gre- Gregory Castillo says, um, super shitty title. Super shitty. <laughs> so Gre- Greg's not a fan. There were some other ones that Ain't It Cool had, like Greatness Awaits. It was like Spider-Man Greatness Awaits. Um, which I just... You, you're, like, setting yourself up for, like, if, if this movie's bad, the reviews are going to be, like, Spider-Man moving greatness yeah. still awaits. Yeah. Um, you, you know, you, you have to be wary of those kinds of things. Um, so that was Spider-Man. But Batman vs. Superman continuing to sort of sink into box office. Yeah. Big drop-off last weekend, which kind of is not surprising. Um, but but it was a pretty surprising like I mean I predicted a scale I normally these big films drop fifty percent that's normal right I predicted a sixty percent drop and it was closer to a seventy percent drop Mm. that's significant yeah and and that does indicate after the huge opening where people were like oh critics don't fucking matter maybe they do or maybe it's just that word of mouth matters you know social media yeah. I know that when I went to Vegas and I saw all my high school friends mm-hmm. who I used to go see these movies with, yeah. you know, none of them, one one out of the 15 talked to me about it. Like, oh, hey, man, you seen Batman yet? Like, the others don't give a shit. They're adults. They're starting to have kids now. And I think that's married. Is, nobody, they, well, like we've said before, that's kind of the problem with these films. And whether it's Transformers or whether it's whatever, mm-hmm. you get the diehard fans who will. And this happened with The Dark Knight as well. So it's not it's not completely unique to, to Batman versus Superman. You know, you, you, you have these movies where you get the hardcore fan base that go out en masse. And the curious people who've seen all the massive advertising go out that first weekend. It's sustaining that and keeping the crowds interested and keeping them coming in and with Star Wars coming back for second and third viewing. You know, it's it's difficult to do that. And those films are quite few and far between, despite what some people might think. So it's inevitable that once you've had that first wave, in order to, to sustain that, it's really tricky. And if there isn't enough people who are curious to go and see it, a large drop-off is inevitable. But 
you know, it was substantial. That said, it is, you know, in the, what, 700,000, 800,000? Million. Million at the moment. So I'm sure nobody, you know, 700, 800,000? What do you say? What is this? Thousand? Is it? We're in millions. What do you? Sorry, millions. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> what am I talking about? Um, Seven hundred million. Yeah. Yes. So it's it's reaching that that billion. Well, yeah. It's well, we'll getting see. Close to it, which is you know I don't think anybody's at Warner is particularly crying yet. They they got to hustle before but that Jungle that, Book movie comes. That last, yeah, exactly. And and when um, Avengers comes out in what? Uh, uh, sorry, Civil um, War. Uh, yeah, Civil War comes out in a few weeks. That's going to take a load of screens away as well. So I think the next ten days are probably really critical to push up. You know, into that nine hundred dollar. And guys, guess what? I'm seeing Civil War. Are you on Tuesday? <sighs> I really want to see that. I know the guys are in town in LA this weekend, actually, because there's a there's a big junket going on in town with with the cast. I'm really really desperate to see that movie. So yes, I would like to be your plus one. Thank <laughs> you for offering, Jeff. I, uh, I I am taking a a good friend and uh, I know I'm really mine. pleased you've invited me, which is lovely. <laughs> Very well, you know I I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, is it, you know the movie is screening at uh, at CinemaCon next week. Mm-hmm. That was always on the sort of official schedule. Yeah. Um, and so when I had asked Disney, like, is it premiering there? And they were like, no. And I was like, well, then when is it premiering? It's premiering at South by Southwest. Oh, my God. Are they sneaking it yeah. at South by? Um, and then, of course, you know, they set the premiere one day before the cinema gun screening. So you win this round, Disney. <laughs> um, there's a little bit more stuff uh, because we're going to wrap up the show. Wonder cool. Woman moved up uh, a few weeks. Yep. And then Warner Brothers also moved back its Jungle Book movie by a year. Obviously, yep. it doesn't really make sense to release Jungle Book movie on top of another one. No. Um, Although the problem there might be the fact that if Jungle Book, which I expected will be, will be very successful for Disney, you're then opening maybe the same year or year before a sequel to a, sequel, a very successful Jungle Book movie. That's true. Which could um, be a different set of problems. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I'm just curious to see how Andy Serkis' Jungle Book is different uh, than this one. Mm. Uh, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter opened, opened at Universal. Are you going? Um, I've already been. Oh, shit. Yeah, I went a few weeks ago, actually. Um, I've done the one in Orlando, or the two in Orlando now, as there, as there are. Um, it's really good. It's a smaller, more compact version of the one in Orlando. Um, the, the main ride uh, is, is in 3D, where it isn't in 3D in Orlando. Okay. So that does add a little something to it. Not a huge amount, because it's still just a kick-ass ride. Um, there are a few other things within that world. I think a lot of people are going to go and expect it to be a massive theme park in its own right. It's not, and it's smaller than the one in Orlando. certainly feels smaller if it's not by square footage. Um, but it's good. I mean, there's the main ride. There's lots of stuff to do and lots of stuff to buy. If you're looking to spend money, <laughs> sure. that will not be a problem in the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a, a second ride, which is for uh, the younger kids. It's like um, uh, a small roller coaster, it, which is fun. Can you play Quidditch? No. Oh, that's the, all, that's that the only the thing I want to Quidditch do. isn't real. Oh, that's but there's, true. There's loads of stuff to do. You can it's buy like, one. Oh, yeah, says, wait, I can't oh, fly. Oh, shit, reality. Shit. Oh, I always forget about that. Uh, bring me um, back down. But also there's um, uh, there's interactive wand stuff you can do. And just to be there, you know, the, the, the restaurants get the, the, you know, the three broomsticks 
stuff and the, the, the bars and the restaurants and the shops. You can spend, you know, a, a certain amount of time there really enjoying that and really immerse yourself in the world. And the fact that it does feel completely different to the rest of the park is amazing. Visually, it's massively impressive. It's a great vibe there. It is definitely worth going to see. You will not be able to get a ticket for the first about week because it's already sold out. It's so popular that Universal actually had to shut down online ticket sales in advance for the first time mm-hmm. because that many people wanted to go and see it um it's 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 worth the trip it's really really good didn't go to the opening ceremony unfortunately it was a big ceremony this week um, but i have been there and i i do highly recommend going cool so check it out for Harry Potter. um we'll blow through some some other headlines because cool. then we got to go uh R- ryan reynolds and toxic star on the rosie project mm-hmm. still no director on that jesse plemons reuniting with its with his black mass director scott cooper on hostels which yep. will star christian bale uh the beguiled from last week sofia coppola is remaking the beguiled with Elle Fanning, Nicole Kidman, and Kirsten Dunst. I don't think that's a film I'm actually familiar with. I want to see it. Uh, I guess it starred uh, Clint Eastwood. And they're out to, like, Chris Pratt for the male lead. Uh, So we'll see if that... uh, Because he's short of offers right now. Right, exactly. We'll see if that happens. Hashtag pray for Chris Pratt. Kevin Hart and Brian Cranston starring in a remake of The Untouchables. I like the idea of that. Yeah. uh, I I knew that Kevin Hart has been looking to sort of, you know... Go serious, and if they've you will. been trying to find people for that remake. And it's still for quite a, a comedy, while. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, at one point, it was Colin Firth and Chris Tucker. Uh, Jonah Hill making his directorial debut on a yep. script called Mid Nineties. Yeah, I know he's been trying to direct for a while. Um, it's just he's amazing ready. what the what the kid from Superbad is going on to do. He's yep. building a hell of a career for himself. The Patriots Day cast is is coming together. Uh, we broke the. The Boston Marathon Bombers over yep. at the Wrap. Uh, Alex Wolf is going to be one of them. Um, Jared Leto replacing Tom Hardy in The Outsider. Okay. Uh, that was kind of cool and um, and a little unexpected. I like the way the cast of Office Christmas Party is coming together. I've been paying attention to that a one. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, DreamWorks. Um, Netflix is putting together a movie about the formation of National Lampoon called A Futile and Stupid Gesture. Yes. David Wayne is directing. Mm. There's a lot of stunt casting in this. You know, we got uh, Bill Murray and Harold Ramis last night were cast. Um, I think it's John Daly is playing Bill Murray. Mm. Uh, Joel McHale is playing Chevy Chase, Chevy Chase. And John Gemberling from Broad City, which we broke on the rap, is going to play uh, John Belushi. Yeah. Are you looking forward to this? Or is this going to be a no. train wreck? I'm I'm really not very excited about this. I'm actually quite worried about it. I don't think any of those people really, certainly when you look at them, particularly embody those people. Yeah, but you can't just find, you know, how many people embody fucking Belushi or Bill Murray. It's like I an impossible It's going to take a lot of work to convince me that Joe McHale is Chevy Chase. Uh, again, I, they, I, they, I, these guys are not the leads in the movie. Might, they're, they're sort, they have, you know, yeah. ten, ten, a few scenes or whatever. I don't look at Joe McHale and say, you would make a great Chevy Chase. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, and the same with some of the other cast as well. I mean, they're all people that I like the stuff that they've done. Right now, I'm just not going, great casting. And I just, I don't, I'm not, I don't know. I'm a little bit wary about we'll, it. We'll definitely see, so, but I, I do have faith in David Wayne, who I've always uh, enjoyed. Yeah. John Hawks, uh, Peter Dinklage, and mm-hmm. Lucas Hedges are joining uh, Martin McDonough's next film, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. That just has a great cast. Frances McDormand, Woody Harrelson, Sam Rockwell. She's amazing in anything. Um, she yeah. could read a grocery list and it would kick ass. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, yesterday, Paramount won a huge a bidding war for the corporation mm-hmm. about the formation of the Cuban Mafia with, with uh, Benicio Del Toro attached to star and Leonardo DiCaprio producing. That sounds pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I really uh, I think that that has a lot of potential. Of course, the book doesn't even come out until 
2017, the winter 2017. Right. Someone has to adapt the book, and then, you know, so this is like fucking years away. Um, you know, The Wrap has its summer movie package up uh, today. I did a story on the biggest risks of summer. Okay. Things like Tarzan, yep. Warcraft, Ben-Hur. Yep. So check that out. Warcraft is going to be very interesting. Yeah. There was My, supposed to be an event in L.A. Do you think it's going to be weekend. successful? Uh, No. Neither do I. My roommate last night almost he wanted to bet me that it would that it would make that it would open at like two hundred million dollars. That it would be one of the biggest movies of all time. He also called it. He thinks it'll be the most pirated movie of all time. I, 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 I said, give me no, some of the drugs that you're smoking, yeah. roommate. I, I, I think it'll do okay. Um, I, I don't think it's opening gonna, against the Conjuring and now you see me sequels. I just I just don't I just don't think people are I think target audience again I think will be quite excited about it. I don't think it's gonna have legs. I don't think it's gonna appeal to people who aren't initiated into that world yet. It's gonna take a shitload. Yeah. It's not gonna be an avatar. I think it's gonna be quite a difficult song. And then uh, we're gonna end the show with a little bit of news that uh, not news, not news, um, but uh, news that, on that, show. That, that Justin Chang, the longtime film critic at Variety, yes, going over to the LA Times uh, uh, that sort of made my jaw drop uh, this week, and we we know we love Justin Chang. I think he's one of the best film critics critics working right now, and uh, it's a huge coup for the LA Times. So congratulations to Justin Indeed. on his new job. That'll do it. I mean, what uh, do you have anything you want to plug? Um, yeah, I mean, if you want to uh, follow me on Twitter uh, at Showbiz Simon, yeah, uh, on Facebook, I now have a Facebook page. Okay, um, this uh, uh, this is Simon Thompson. Uh, also from Sunday um, on our sister network, um, After Buzz, I'm going to be co-hosting the Fear the Walking Dead show uh, on Sunday night, which is going to be going out at 8 p.m. Awesome. So, well, you can follow me at at the Insider on Twitter and, and find my stuff on the Wrap. Also, stay tuned because later today. El Mayimbe, I'm coming for you on the movie trivia schmodown, baby. Guys, <laughs> have a great I'm weekend. Rate, comment, subscribe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Have Tell a good your one. Friends. See the invitation. Bye. Donations. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Spitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only, and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.